Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema. I am your host, Tosin, on a post on a podcast that goes to the cinema, sees maybe three films, usually a limit of three films of the cinema, sees three things at home on various streaming platforms and figures out where our money was better spent. Now, I am joined by, from the Isle of Wight as always, it's by Sharon Bolland. Hello. And by Sean on the Isle of Wight this week. Yes, I'm on the Isle of Wight this week. On the Isle of Wight this week by Sean Harris. Hello. And we're coming to you in the week that some of the most heartwarming news that I think I've heard from the entertainment industry has come out. Which, uh, well, which is that Kate Bush, 37 years after she originally released a, a song, has finally got that song to number one. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the chat. And it is because of Netflix. <laughs> it, is be- it is because of Netflix. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's, I was listening to a BBC sort of interview with her, which is one of the few interviews that she's done in ages. And just talking about what do you think about this? And I have to admit, even though I was never a real fan of Kate Bush, I mean, I like Running Up That Hill. I think Running Up That Hill is probably my favorite Kate Bush song. But at the same time, I haven't listened to that many. I always thought Babushka was just weird. And <laughs> at Wuthering Heights, I, I was like, it sounds good, but I don't know what she's on about. And <laughs> it's, and it's oh, but yeah, so I was just, but as someone who didn't know that much about Kate Bush, I just ended up with a really silly, silly grin on my face she when was, I was like. She was, um, I love when Wuthering Heights come out, she was, she was at, the, uh, at the Winter Gardens in Bournemouth and um, my cousin Glenn went to see her. And I think she must have been the first singer dancer sort of thing that was actually on stage with one of those little round mics so that would have been round about 76 yeah. Yeah, 76. Yeah, yeah so she was she would have been one of the first to actually so she, in a way she was a bit of a pioneer with you know like the Wuthering Heights thing and, on stage a dancer well she always saw herself as a dancer first mm. um, foremost and all of her songs are the movement that she puts into them is yeah. as important as the words mm. and the music and the melody but yeah I love Kate Bush I think she's yeah. I, I rate her enormously. Yeah. All right. Okay. So yeah, you guys, it's as if you listen to the same interview that I listened to, because they mentioned the microphone thing, they mentioned the innovation thing, they mentioned the dancing thing. It's on. It's on the BBC Sound app. It's like actually on the front page at the moment. If you want to go in there, and it is. Ooh, was it? Was it Emma? Either Emma Garnett or Rachel Burden, one of the two, who interviews oh, Kate Bush, and they also speak I to. to Kate, listen to that because I love but, Kate. Bush. Yeah, they also speak to Caitlin Moran who just waxes on about Kate Bush and how much she meant and all that. And how like, yeah, I'm sure you were talking about the microphone on the head and she was, she pioneered, she pioneered that because she wanted to be able to dance when she was actually singing her songs. And I suppose just sort of standing in one place and sing the mic or sing on the microphone. But anyway, enough about that. Ever, just to, to finish off with the Kate Bushiness, have you ever seen the Wuthering Heights Day videos where everyone dresses up in a red dress like Kate Bush did in her Wuthering Heights video, and they get hundreds of people all dancing together as men, women, children, you name it. They all wear the red dress and they all do their teeth and all that. So, <laughs> they do the whole thing. I know that would be my secret fantasy, would be like to be amongst one of several hundred people reenacting the Wuthering Heights video. <laughs> Oh my word! Oh, my. we got to find where that's happening. We got to find out where that's happening and get you there, Sharon. Oh, it'd be, it'd be fantastic! I'd buy a red dress just to do that and red tights. You've got to have the red tights as well. 
<laughs> but I think I think she's the kind of person who does inspire a lot of devotion, especially oh, by yeah. the Duffer brothers who use it in a scene. We, we haven't spoken about Stranger Things because I stopped watching Stranger Things after season one and I haven't picked it up again. <laughs> so at the moment, there's apparently this amazing scene in season four that everybody is banging on about that has gotten Kate Bush to number one. Finally, we're running up that hill and I can't talk about it because I have three years worth of stuff to, <laughs> to wade through. <laughs> You've seen more strange things than I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but okay. So talking, well, that's enough about things that we haven't watched yeah. this week. What have we watched in cinema? Let's go with cinema, Sean. Okay, well, I've seen um, Lightyear and yep. I've seen Black Phone. Yes, and I have also seen those two films because <laughs> I, because the Lightyear viewings. This is one of those things where they are obviously thinking this is a film for kids because I couldn't find a viewing of Lightyear that started anytime after 5 15 yeah. and i was like what the, how am i supposed to watch that i mean late night that's that's like my viewing time wife and child go to sleep i go to cinema that's the way things work you're messing with the retro so i went to see the black phone last night and when i heard that sean had watched light yet i was like i can't let sean have the animation <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna watch light yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna I, I, I too want to watch light yeah so i went and watched that earlier today sharon today i mean this week Yes, I've had a bit of a quiet viewing week and I have only caught up with Jurassic World Dominion at the cinema and I am still watching bits and pieces. I haven't managed to finish a single series yet on okay. all multitude of platforms I now have available. <laughs> well, we, we made it worse when we told you about the Barclay card five month yeah. thing for Apple TV+. Plus. With Because I've got the Sky at home, they've, we've now got Paramount Plus with through oh, Sky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, the more channels I have the less I actually watch I end up just watching Sewing Bee um... <laughs> because, <laughs> and... it, it, because it just becomes too much too much to try yeah. and figure out what, what, you, what you need to watch too, too much to filter out and then, then I think oh I'm just going to watch Sewing Bee and then go to bed <laughs> no, okay. All right. okay I remember that there was a time in my life there was a time in my life where I realised and I got really really sad when the realisation hit me that there were too many places in the world for me to visit before I die. So I know that there's going to be places that are, that at the end of my life, I'm never going to make it to. And that made me really, really sad for some reason. And I think I'm getting very close to a very similar thing with TV, where, <laughs> where I'm like, I'm gonna die and there's gonna be too much good stuff to watch. And there's gonna be life enriching stuff that I never got around to because there's just too much of there's it. And much, there's too yeah. many, uh, and, it, it, and it's just a similar thing. But anyway, enough about slightly depressing thoughts about things that we're supposed to love. And let's go on to so Jurassic World Dominion. You Can you quickly tell us what you thought about that? Because obviously last week you did not come on the show because you hadn't seen the film yet. And you, yeah. were, you hadn't seen the film yet. And you didn't want to be in, influenced one way or another because you knew that there was a fight brewing about <laughs> there was there was a difference of opinion brewing about this film. So without you haven't listened to what we said last week. And no. I mean, you have to carve out half an hour from it because the review of Jurassic World Dominion was half an hour long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but quickly, not not half an hour. Let's have like three minutes. What did you think of Jurassic World Dominion? Well, I would go on the side of, of what I gather um, of the opinions. I, I would go on the side of the quality. I liked it. I enjoyed right. it. I liked the little nods to the uh, earlier films. The reference, some of the scenes, like you know, where the dinosaurs are framed by certain images. Yep, yep, yep. I saw. I remember that. Yeah. There's certain objects that appear, and you think, ah, oh, that's from that film. 
Why would not be it's from that film? Okay, okay. And that so that video you're talking about the dinosaur being framed. I couldn't figure out if I liked that if I thought it was cheesy as hell. See, I quite <laughs> liked it because I thought as this has been stated on many that this is the last of the Jurassic Park world, whatever, the Jurassic franchise. I thought, yes, it's a nice nod to where it's come from. So that I... it and with some of the, the scenes of the dinosaurs, you know, like that running at the beginning when they're sort of running as herds and she stands up and takes her glasses off and, and all mm -hmm. that. I thought they were they were direct nods to the earlier films, bringing these sort of two, the park films and the world films, bringing them together with the cast and then with acknowledging certain scenes um, with Jeff Goldblum and his unbuttoned shirt and going, oh, <laughs> and doing up that extra button because, you know, his unbuttoned shirt was like the thing about Jeff Goldblum's character, this black shirt that was just one too many buttons was open okay so, all right okay so i i think last week we spoke about people who watched the original jurassic park film in the cinema and like that was a big moment for them i think we also now have have a separate category for people who watched that and saw jeff, jeff goldblum's open shirt and yeah. <laughs> i went oh my god oh all of a sudden he's he's raised up to the level of mad knuckleson in <laughs> Okay, all right, cool. So so that's what you thought about it. And now, what I think what we need to do, Holly isn't here this week. She should be back. She might be back next week. We don't know. So what you need to do is you need to go listen to our review. Yes. For, of, and so carve half an hour out, listen to the review, and then come back and then let us know what you think. Yeah, and let us, let us know who you really, really don't who you really, really don't uh, agree with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who you agree I acknowledge it's not a flawless film. I think, yeah, there are elements to it that you think... You, you've gone down the line of least resistance on that particular bit, but mm. that didn't detract it for me. So I could see right. the faults in it. And I thought, yeah, I mean, if I was watching this with a critical eye, I could probably say you needed to sharpen that up a little bit. That little bit is a little bit convenient. And that little bit is a little bit. <laughs> convenient. Convenient's the word. Bit of chemistry. But, you know, for me, it didn't detract from it because it's not a film that, needs to be logical to be honest with you i thought it was a bit of a hoot and i liked it and i enjoyed it so yeah as oh. far as I'm, yeah that was yeah it wasn't a, a wasted trip to pictures all right cool good stuff good stuff and i uh, oh 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 tosin okay i just want to say one thing <laughs> i'm trying trying i'm trying to move us on but i think you just said a line there where you said that this is not a film that needs to be logical and I think that that line tells you everything you know to know about where this franchise has gone from the first film to the sixth film. Yeah. Like, 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 it doesn't need to be logical. I think that that tells you where the franchise has gone. All right, cool. Anyway, now, so we saw, we've seen Lightyear, we've seen Black Phone, and at home, I, I have seen, or oh, continue my quest to see everything I can on Apple TV Plus before they take it away from me when my five month, when my Barclay card five month period is up. I saw Severance on, um, on Apple TV Plus. And Sean, you have brought us a new, a new streaming platform this week that we have, we are yet to watch anything on. I've heard a lot about this one, but I haven't seen anything on it. And Sean, tell us what streaming platform it is and what it is you saw on this Okay, well, this, this, week. this platform's called Shudder, and it's mainly, um, it's mainly horror films. They've got some classic horror films on there. They've got some films that you, you would know, and they've got a few of their own, own productions. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, but mainly it's pretty gore and horror and it's for people who love you know they have these it's, it's, it's essentially the horror, horror fest yeah it's the horror street is the horror streaming platform that's what it is that's basically uh, what it is yeah 
And and I've heard uh, so in the pandemic, when the pandemic hit, there was a film on that is only available on Shudder, I believe, called Host. I've that seen. is yeah, that is essentially like okay, we're recording this over Zoom, and it's pretty pretty much a Zoom call that goes that people are playing like a Ouija or doing a same sort of Zoom call, and things go. And everybody has raved about this film. So Sean, now that you have access to Shudder, I would like you to go watch Host. Apparently, it's only just over an hour long. Right. Okay. I should check it, that it, one out. It's got a, it's got on rave reviews, and I want to see if uh, because uh, you three things in there, or whatever. But Sean, Sean, I I trust Sean more. So okay. Okay. <laughs> so go do that. And Sharon, you said you haven't you haven't finished seeing anything, and I haven't finished. I've started a couple, um, but I haven't actually finished anything yet. All right. And in that case, Sharon, I would just take that as a real good. Uh, I take that as a a vote of confidence about Sean and my company. That you haven't seen anything, but you still want to come hang out and talk about, or yeah. hear us talk about stuff that you haven't seen. <laughs> I will leave yeah, it there. I turn up. I turn up. Show willing. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's well, you, you, you can you can be the umpire then. You can listen to our listen to our conversations about the movies, and then you can yeah. Because with your with your criteria, with what you've got, you can say what you think between well, us. You, the film would be well, worth. Ask. Ask us, ask us questions. All right, cool. so, yeah. so let's kick off with Lightyear. So kicking off with Lightyear, and this is a film, a confusing film from Pixar and Disney. And for, so um, this is a film that was announced a while back, and I remember that they, they, there was once a time when Pixar said, nobody's ever going to voice Buzz Lightyear but Tim Allen, who voices Buzz in the Toy Story movies. And then they said, oh, we're going to make a film called Lightyear. It's based on Buzz Lightyear, voiced by Chris Evans. And you're like, what? Didn't you just say no one's going to voice this character by Tim Allen? Now, why why the heck are we having one, a version that's voiced by Dubai? And it, it, I, when they first announced this, it really, really gave me DCEU universes, oh, universe vibes, because DC don't know what they're doing. And they come yeah. up with all these plans, and it doesn't seem like it's joined up, and it just seems like it's all over the blooming shop. And I was really worried about this film because I was like, I don't see why we're making this film. Pixar was, a, at one point, Pixar was the place you would go for, for the height for the absolute height of storytelling and everything was tight and everything was original and then Disney took over and then all of a sudden they started doing sequels and they started doing spin-offs and there has been a bit of a drop off in quality from the Pixar stuff mm. and this and this film just sounded lazy I mean to me the 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 original idea of this film sounded lazy and when this film kicks off Sean, there is a thing that's written at the beginning of the film, which I missed because I was in the, I was going to the film about three minutes late. So you tell us, but I know what's at the beginning. So tell us what they what they put at the beginning of this film to explain the existence of this film. Well, it's basically um, at the be uh, the beginning thing is they're saying this is what the story of um, Andy's with the Buzz Lightyear. This is what Buzz Lightyear story is based on. So it's like this was a film. This was actually a film that was made for you know the toy of, of buzz lightyear for coming out yeah or something something along them lines so, really. so that that there was i think it's just not about like you know in 1995 a boy andy got a toy that toy was based on a film that that action figure was based on a film this is that film that the action figure was that, based that, on yeah that's it thank yeah, you we, <laughs> yeah yeah much yeah, much more eloquent than i put it but yeah that's the gist of it that's probably because i haven't watched uh, i didn't see i just i just read it somewhere and and i just and with and so with that, you're like, okay, fine, maybe there's something in this. And I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised because everything I was thinking about this film, I was thinking, okay, it doesn't make any sense for it to exist. And it's still this it's still arguable as to whether this film should exist. But the story that it tells, which is essentially 
you have Buzz and his um, fellow space rangers, they crash land on a planet. And when they're trying to escape from the planet, when they get attacked by stuff, they 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 end up for, for, uh, for uh, the, the escape doesn't work and they end up stuck on the planet. And then this film ends up being a lot deeper than I actually thought it was going to be. And it ended, it ended up being, I thought, okay, fine, you're just going to give us like, you know, some sub Star Wars thing of, of um, Buzz, oh, it's a space adventure and all that. But yeah, because it sort of start, starts off that way, doesn't it? Pose the yeah. Bit, like black, so the stars, you know, the black screen, and you think almost like the start of the first, start, you know, Star, Star Wars, Wars movie starts off. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and then you, so you end up with the story of our Buzz, who has crashed. He's crashed on this planet with a ship full of people, and his whole mission is: I need to get these people back home. I need to get these people back home. And then it goes through a whole bunch of what what he does to try and get them back home and, and but it goes to deeper places than i expected a film based on a toy to go so because it's um there's a sequence in it that i have to say is probably it's like a it's like a marriage of the sequence at the beginning of up yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. can see that yeah yeah it's a marriage it's a marriage of the sequence at the beginning of up with something from interstellar and yeah. and and it was, and it gave you similar. You know how, like, you know, you have that f- short, short, sort of five minute big, big thing at the beginning of up, and you're like, oh my god, and you just sort of like that's a film in its own, and you end up with all the feels. And in this sequence they have, it's like a montage of stuff that goes on. It ends up being as well, well, not not as much as up because up is an all timer. Up is a is a classic for that bit. That that's just a classic. So this isn't to those he- those levels. But when you still have like, you get a sense of pathos and a sense of oh my god and this is how much that must have mean and this is what people are sacrificing this is what the life has been led and i just thought that that was brilliant and i was like okay they are doing something a little bit different here they're doing something a little bit different here and i thought i was really enjoying the film i was enjoying what they were saying about this group of people who are, are trying to fight their way off this planet mm-hmm. and the way they were uh, they were um going into those people and like you know going to their lives and going into what happens and what do they do and are they going to try and set up a new life here or are they going to try and escape which is like some themes that you see in sci-fi like in Battlestar galactica even and it was uh, when the adventure kicks in when the adventure kicks in, that's when for me the film I'm like, oh, okay, now you ruined it because now the adventure has kicked in because now we're going to have to have a bad guy and now the bad guy's gonna do this and there's gonna be that and oh my word! And, but it was just really, really cool just hanging out with those characters. But now you've moved it on. You're trying to sort of like put the action adventure elements which you have to have. But even in there, when you f- the bad guy because obviously the the um. Buzz Lightyear, his bad guy is Zerg, Emperor Zerg, who shows up in the as as a toy in toy form, but but there are revelations about Zerg that you're like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, this is way deeper than I thought a kids film was gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> there, yeah there, that so, was a surprise there. Yeah. It, it it was. I kind of saw it coming. I kind of yeah, saw it yeah. coming. Um, but uh, but it uh, especially with what you've known and what they've done with Zerg in the other Toy Story films. But it was still a bit of a surprise, and I, and it was still it's still a bit of a dare I say bold move to do in a film that you expect to be a kids movie. I I, I actually thought it was quite cool. But anyway, that's me talking. Sean, what did you think? Okay, yeah, much um, yeah. For me, this film had elements. It had, uh, but it didn't really. I mean, I wasn't enthralled by it. I wasn't. I mean, yep. there was a, there was nods to a few movies which I liked, which you know um, you're obviously going to put in a couple of those, but. I found oh, the hello I, the right stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
you know, I, I mean, I like the idea, the concept of the, you know, him trying to do the experiments to try and, you know, yep, get yep, off the planet. Yep. I thought that Wait, was... Where he's trying that, to get off the planet, yeah. Yeah, that was a great concept. And I like the, the deceleration idea and things like that because yeah. no one's really come up about with stuff like that, is it? You know, you go to hyperspace and then, you know, it's, it's sort of... <laughs> put the brakes on. And, so, yeah, so I like that idea. And I like, again, see, it's funny with movies, this... I, I I thought yeah this is pretty this is pretty good but I did find I must say I did find the um, admiral's daughter really really annoying really well, you know, yeah. with, with, with the group of the thing she was just like oh come yeah. on it was reminding me a bit of Mulan that bit with the the characters there you know with the oh you mean like, Moonfall well and and you know like in Mulan it's got I make a man of you and Mulan's got those oh Mulan little, oh little, Mulan little, oh, okay. little cronies you know in the cartoon it's a, it was a bit like that and. So yeah, so so to some points, I, I did have a few issues, and again, some of the consistency things. But you know, on the whole, it, I thought it was I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, as I say, just it wasn't like it didn't it didn't flow for me. It didn't flow for me. I found it. In fact, you know, I found it a bit uh, a bit mundane, should we say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think it 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 doesn't quite justify its existence, but then it doesn't it doesn't completely wet the bed either no like no, I, it, I think i think it, it's enjoyable enough and yeah. it's a uh, and i think within a structure of, of of like you know the space action adventure they try and do certain things like the like the, there is some bit in there where you go hang on that's actually kind of like some sort of hard sci-fi where like where you talk about deceleration rings and when they talk about like you know getting getting things and also but it, it is still a kid's movie yeah, the timings tell you like it's a kid's movie. So that's why you have that kid in there. And also, of course, Socks the Cat, who is... Yeah, a oh, robot. yeah. okay, okay, yeah, the saving grace. <laughs> yeah, who, 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 yeah. Is a, who is a robot Who is a robot companion that he's, Buzz he's, gets he's, given. He's great, isn't he? We like him. Yeah, Socks the Cat <laughs> is great. Socks, yeah. so, Socks the Cat is like, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> I've bought you five minutes. But <laughs> all right, cool. So, how many stars would you give Lightyear, Sean? Uh, I'm just going to give this one a three. This is a standard three for me. Yeah, we're doing a lot of green today. I would agree yeah. with you on that. I would yeah. agree with you on that. It is. It's. I think if they had carried on the, I I feel like if Zerg had never showed up in this film, yeah, this might yeah, have yeah. been a four. Yeah. This might this might have been a four if Zerg had never showed up in this one because I was re I was thinking this is going places that I wasn't yeah. expecting this to go. I, I yeah. think it was a sort of particular Disney formula, you know what I mean? It was like, stop, stop Disney with the, you know, the idiotic characters, the silly characters. The characters in it, you could see, were like what Disney had been using for years and years and years. Yeah, and, Hence and, what and, I was saying about Leah, you know, about Mulan. And, and, yeah, and, and that's, where, that's where I feel like the, the influence of Disney on Pixar has not necessarily yeah. been a good thing. Yeah. Because yeah. Pixar had their own formula. But it was fresh enough, and they changed things up. And like, if you look at something like um, Turning Red, a film like Turning Red, I would, I think Turning Red has more inventiveness in it than mm. this does. And it's, yeah. And I think there is a formula, and you can almost sort of feel the Pixar fighting against the formula by putting this in there, putting that yeah, in there, yeah, yeah. and putting one particular scene that's gone in the film banned in China. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a same-sex relationship in it, and it's like, and like, it's oh, so it's. Yeah, oh, but I, I, but I think it's a, it's a three. If they yes. carried on with a, if they carried on with the first half, it would have been a four. But I think it ends up being a three. All right, cool. And now we go over to Apple TV Plus and their offering, which is a show called Severance. This is a show that comes from Ben Stiller, 
Well, Ben Stiller is one of the ma he's one of the major pushers behind it. And I'm not sure what, what you think about Ben Stiller or whether you like him or not like him. But this um, the whole idea behind Severance is that you live in a world where someone has invented a uh, uh, process or procedure which they call Severance, which is they put a chip in your brain and it severs the connection between your work life and your home life. So when you're at work, you only think about work, and when you're at home. You don't even know what you did at work. So you, so everything you've done at work is secret. If someone if someone kidnapped you in the street and said, tell me what it is, give me the secrets, you wouldn't be able to tell them because you don't know what it is you've done at work. All you know is that you go to work every day, you go into a lift, and then next thing you know, uh, you, at 9 a.m. you're going to the lift, at 5 p.m. you wake up in the lift. That's all your, your consciousness knows. But it means that your consciousness that's at work, and this is something that when I heard it, I was like, okay, cool, I can see this. Work-life balance, probably like a workplace satire or something like that. That, that, that idea kind of makes, it, it, it almost sounds attractive. But then the flip side is that you've pretty much given yourself a whole new personality and your work personality never leaves work. So imagine if you're a human being and you are at work, you wake up in the morning and you're at work, you fall asleep, you're at work, you wake up, you're back at work. And, that, and, and it goes into really interesting questions about what that would do to a psyche. What that would do to a person. So at the beginning of the show, you have a new recruit called Heli, who is brought into this group. And like, like then it's like even the people at work, they don't know what it is that they do. They move numbers on a computer into a box. That's it. What are they doing? They don't know what they don't know what they're doing. They don't know why they're doing it. That's just what they do. They just know that. They just know that they they call them outies and innies. They know that the outie made a decision at some point that I'm going to have this procedure and I'm going to put you in there. So the outie and the innies actually think of themselves as two separate people. Right. Like they, yeah, so they, so it's so these people are pretty pretty much giving themselves a split personality, and you go through the through a character called um, Heli, played by Brett Lower, and she's new to the group, and she's the one asking all the questions like, why did we do this? She's like, she keeps going, why would my Alti do this to me? Why would somebody lock me up in a jail in a place that I cannot leave? Hmm. While and then there's then there's, there's even bits where they have them they record messages from. The outies record messages for the innies to read, and the innies record messages for the outies. And the it, it's really interesting saying, okay, what would happen, and why would something that would sound like a good idea to separate your work and your home life to help you give you more balance? A, why would somebody do that procedure? What was behind it? There are all these questions that I think are really, really interesting. It's nine episodes. It has a great cast. It has Adam Scott, as I said, Britt Lauer. It has um, John Titoro. John Titoro is in it. Christopher Walken is in it. Uh, Patricia Arquette is in it. And oh, it's, it's a biggies, then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's Apple TV Plus. They have money. They get good people in, <laughs> and and it's it's um. But and I think it's really really interesting. I think the way it goes into this sort of the, the, the way the way it goes into the philosophy of it is quite good. The one thing I have against it is that it ends. You have nine episodes. You're trying to figure out what's going to happen here. It goes into a little bit of. And I feel like the interesting ideas is one of these things a bit like Lightyear, where you have interesting ideas, but you need to put a structure to it. And then the structure becomes almost a bit, almost a formulaic of what we're going to do. And it kind of becomes almost like a prison breakout film. And it, and it's like, how are we going to break out? How is that going to, how is that going to go on? And then it, it ends. The show, the first season of the show ends on a massive cliffhanger. It ends on a massive cliffhanger, which I detest. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, you mean this is not the full story. You haven't given me the full story. So if you do watch Severance, just be warned. It's nine. Yeah, you're going to watch it for nine hours. And 
it's going to be a cliffhanger. It's going to be a cliffhanger. It's like, come back next season to find out what happened. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to come back. Unless I know that season two does not end on a cliffhanger, I might not be back. But but I thought it was really, really good. I would give it a four out of five. I thought it was actually really, really, um, I thought it was a good uh, a good show. I think, it, I think it's a good show. Great premise and interesting things get asked about um, through that. So four stars for Severance on Apple TV+. Sharon, seeing as you've seen, ever seen anything, would you want to ask any questions about that? Yeah, I saw the, the um, thumbnail for Severance, but I couldn't quite work it out what it was about because often these thumbnails don't give you any real clues and the description you're thinking, often it says, this is a thrilling drama starring so-and-so. <laughs> Yes, I think you've I exactly nothing. About. It, 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 it's like it's like oh, if you say so yourself. <laughs> it's like yeah. this is a we have given you a thrilling drama. It's like if you say so yourself. <laughs> yeah, and you think so. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I was I wasn't sure whether it was science fiction, whether it was um, ironic, or whether it was yeah, or the office. I was I wasn't yeah, 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 yeah. I, was, I couldn't really quite work out what it was. So that's interesting to give so to say you know. Well, that's about. That sounds like an absolute nightmare to me. I have to <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think that's one of the one of the best things about the show is because when I started watching the show, I was like, yeah, that's not that big. That's not a bigger deal. But they get across to you quite quickly how nightmarish this is and how it's like George Orwell on steroids. How how much of how how much of an idea this is like George Orwell on steroids, and yeah. but but they also get across to you that there's people who support this plan and who want to make this plan work. Because I can imagine, I mean, like the NHS, I think, I imagine the NHS would love this. <laughs> the, NHS, the NHS would love severance. They'll be like, yes, yes, shove it in their heads. Quick, put it in there. <laughs> but yeah, um, but I, I can recommend it as long as you are warned that there's not particularly a resolution. Tormenting ending. Yeah, it's a cliffhanger. I, I hated it. I hated that ending, but four-star show, four-star show. All right, cool. So let's carry on. Let's carry on again. And now we go on to the second film that we've seen in the cinema this week, and both Sean and I have seen this, and that is The Black Phone. I've done a lot of talking, so Sean, I'll let you tell us what is The Black Phone about. Okay, The Black Phone is basically, it's it takes place in the 70s, and it's the story of these ch children have gone missing, and there's this this thing they call him the grabber because he's always got like black balloons i mean it's in the trailer so it's not going to really so there's always these black balloons that are hanging around of, of children that have gone um and then you've got this story that goes into there's this young lad called finn he gets bullied a lot um and he's got a sister who's a little bit psychic you know but their yeah. dad their dad is uh he's he's, he's an alcoholic basically and he, he does some really sort of nasty things anyway eventually the, the, the dad is a horror movie dad yeah he's a horrible movie dad really <laughs> um he is, he is a horrible movie dad and uh a horror movie dad. no 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 it's a horror movie dad like whenever yeah. you have a dad in a horror movie they're always like this yeah <laughs> they always strict, have you know and yeah. dismiss things you know what i mean dismiss things it's like don't be so stupid you know what i mean there's no such thing as monsters under the bed and all that you're stuff. not special <laughs> you're not special yeah 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 that's it well done Tony. Anyway, but they, they've got a really strong bond, this sister and brother. And um, uh, they, uh, anyway, the, the brother or the boy, Finn, gets gets taken. And um, he's shut in this room. And then you've got, you know, the movie tropes of trying to look after him. And there's this phone. He gets messages through this this phone that's disconnected, basically. Yeah. So hence they've got the black phone. And then it turns into pretty much standard, like a... Uh, 
uh, you know, someone's kidnapped in a basement. What are they going to do? And uh, like a survival horror film. And like a survival horror film. Yeah, it's a survival horror film, really. And, you know, so on this phone, he's getting messages to say, do this and do that. And, you know, put um, a magic rope, you know, that, that and stuff. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the bit I'm talking about? Yeah, um, no, I know. I, I know what yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. And so, anyway, so it started off, I mean, I like, I like this period. I like this sort of period, films this period, obviously, being from there. So, and it, it did have that feel. But as I say, it's, it's fairly standard. Oh, I, would you call it a hostage film? I like that. I like more someone yeah, that's in Yeah, basically. yeah, it, it's kind yeah. of like, you know, but for, but because there were a lot of things about this film. You were talking about earlier why that you were you were like, oh, this, you actually said to me, this isn't the kind of film you usually watch. No, and you're right, it isn't. Because I am not a big fan of horror movies. And especially like the hostage movies where like, you know, you get somebody and they get locked up and every, I mean, I've, I've seen a couple of them, but I think there needs to be something more to intrigue me to watch one of them because I don't know why you want to watch a film that either scares you or you want to watch a film where it's mostly just going to be nasty, horrible stuff. <clears throat> and well, well, the reason is I've never seen a, a horror film that's, that scared me. And I want yeah. to be, and I, I've never got the jumps and I've never, you know, it's always, and they're so predictable. And I've just been looking, I've been looking for something that, that makes me that, say, that, yeah. You know, oh, this is really good. And sometimes some of these films, they start off really, really good, and then they just yeah. fall on their backsides, you know? And... Yeah, but, but I'll tell you that the thing that made me watch this film was because it's, it's based on a story. It's based on a story by an author called Joe Hill, and more on him in a bit later, uh, in, a, in a second. I know who he is. You, you, you know who he is? Yeah. Yeah, you know, we'll get onto who he is in a second. But it's by an author called Joe Hill. And the whole idea, uh, because when they when they had mentioned this, like this guy, this kid gets kidnapped because there's been this guy called the Grabber, and oh, it has to be in the seventies because that's when you had phones like that. So there's mm-hmm. a phone, like a rotary phone, attached to the wall, and but the phone's disconnected. So the wire's been ripped out and the phone's been disconnected. But while he's in this room where he's been kidnapped, one day the phone rings, and it's kind of like you. And for me, I'm like, okay, now that's an intriguing premise. And then he, he, he picks up the phone and it turns out that the people on the other end of the phone are the previous victims of the guy who's kidnapped him. And they are all contacting him and trying to help him and trying to, sa- trying to essentially save his life. Because they're like, and it's like, you know, you have the, the first person who got kidnapped is like, yeah, this is me. I did this. I did this. I tried to do this, but I, I didn't survive. I, I didn't make it. But don't worry. I've done this there. It's been set up for you. Go try that. You have that. And the next person says, well, I did this and I built one of the last person bringing it. And I did this. And then they give him all this information. And I think that that's actually a very intriguing premise for a film of what happens. And you can use it to examine a whole bunch of other things. Now, Joe Hill, who we mentioned earlier, he is... Uh, Sharon, tell us, what, tell us who he is. He is the son of Stephen King. Yes. So Joe Hill is the son of Stephen King. And I think for better or for worse, that is going to follow him around because he has decided to go into a genre that his father has made his own for God knows how many years, writing horror novels. Joe Hill has decided to go into that area. And I feel like in this film, when they made this film, it was, it was done by Scott Derrickson, who did the first Doctor Strange movie and who left the Doctor, second Doctor Strange movie because they weren't going to make it as much of a horror movie as he wanted it to be. So he's a horror nut. And you can see that he has put so many nods into Stephen King properties. In the, like the fact that it's the 70s. There's bits where his sister is riding around the area on a bicycle. And you're like, 
oh my god this is it she's riding around there in the rain and it's it the fact that the grabber when he grabs kids he has black balloons which make you think of pennywise and his red balloon and it's and it's there's all these nods that they put in and, I, and I, it just made me go oh man i wish that they would just leave joe hill mm. alone and stop reminding him that his dad is stephen king and stop reminding everybody else that his dad is stephen king and just let him do something on his own which is why i quite like the the book horns because that isn't like as like nothing I've ever that Stephen King has written, but and but even the fact that it's in the seventies, he I, it's almost seems like he is deliberately going and playing in his dad's sandpit. When so there's there's a lot of nods in here that I feel like are to other Stephen King properties. There are there is some good stuff. Oh, there's some good stuff. I I I, I think Sean. I, I'm sure if if left to your um devices, you would probably end up talking about the child actors. They are some all right child actors, and there are some not all right child actors in this. The, the thing, the thing I talk about, Toes, is incompetent police and and um, and <laughs> incompetent police and and you know brother living in the same house. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean. That might be a stone and a bit stupid and all that, but come on. That that Come bit on. that that bit did get me a bit. That that bit that, so okay. There's a character who so Ethan Hawke plays the grabber. I think there's no yeah. there's no thing about that. And and I think Ethan Hawke does like uh, well, I think he he Ethan Hawke needs to go play like you know a uh, loving dad soon because he's been playing creeps for a while now, and it's and he he plays it well because he's Ethan Hawke and you know he can do a good job about it. But he plays it well and but he has a brother played by James Ransom. And uh, James, James Ransom, who that's another Stephen King thing because he was in yeah. it. So yes. it's like I'm like I'm like, come on, people, go away, get away from this. And and there's there's a bit where like you know there's I'd one love, particular. I'd, I'd love one... to just go like I could go nuts on this. This could be one of my spoiler rants. No, no, I, I think five minutes we, on this. It, yeah, because and there's a bit there's a bit where he, okay you, and this is a bit of a spoiler, but th th there's there's a bit where you have. Something happens in this house that happens over a nighttime period, so over a whole period of hours. But if you have an abducted person in this house and you have somebody else who's not aware of this abducted person in this, it just seems a bit kind of weird to just do what this character does and yeah. not expect to be caught. It it, it seems yeah. yeah, and I mean, I mean, I I, you know, for me, this whole film was like started off maybe right. And then, you know, and it's just like, oh, it dawns on, oh, let the police have, it's dawned on this, and then it's dawned on the, you know, and it's like, oh, come on, man. That's just like, that's just like, you, you know, that is really, really, absolutely the most ridiculous thing. I don't know how you could live in a house for God knows how many years and not know what, what's going on, you know? It, it, oh, no, no, they, they, they did say his brother was only visiting. Oh right, okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Good yeah, point. They, they, they put that, they put that in there. Yeah. So, so they tried to cover their bums a bit. So yeah, yeah, I, I, oh, oh right, yeah. Good point. I didn't think about that. I guess it was getting. But what? Okay. Now, okay so, uh, and and uh, we uh, first for some people we've probably spoiled. Oh, I'm just going to say, quickly. just got to say uh, one or two, three things. The magic rope, I thought was, was, was like, <laughs> come on, come on, that's not going to happen. That, that, they, they, they could have done that one better. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's not going to happen, is it? I know, what, I know what you mean. I know exactly, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. There's, there, there's a bit in this film where a rope that, uh, that a rope that has been hidden by one of the previous, um, previous people. 
seems to have a mind of its own and it seems and it's 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 not well done and but 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 there are a couple of but there are a couple of bits there's i i think that there's some some effective jump scares in this film really like the way like the way for oh, me anyway. another thing i'm just going to come sorry toes to talk over you there's a bit said in at the beginning which i knew i knew was going to be part of it at the end it was so predictable it reminded me of in this what's that film called the silence where they got kicked well, not the silence there's one where they got to keep quiet don't make a sound you know with the fast creatures and it oh, goes yeah. like this in the oh, second a, a, quiet, a quiet place yeah a quiet yeah, place a quiet too. place where there's that you know when you say yeah oh, right that's going to be handy later do you know yeah. what i mean so <laughs> yeah so yeah no, no. so, so there's the the bits the bits about the idea of these kids reaching out from beyond the grave to actually help another kid i really really like that idea I really like that idea, and that idea mm. on its own was enough for me to suspend disbelief and say, "Okay, cool. Actually, I really like the idea." The the bit that it it's the other bits that they throw in, like the you spoke about the psychic sister, and then the police, and then how that could, and it's kind of like, Meh. Yeah. and so it's it 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 goes down a bit. Sorry, it goes down a bit for me. It, it goes down a bit for me, and um, uh, and I just thought that there were bits of it that were just kind of like this is just nasty i don't want to know this and mm -hmm. the grabber's a nasty character and what happens to these kids is nasty and I, I i i just don't want to i'm not sure whether it's because i'm a father now or something like that but it just it, it just doesn't i i don't want i don't like watching that <laughs> so so it's um so yeah uh all in all i thought it was i thought it was all right i thought it was all right i'll give it a three out of five um uh, uh yeah i think that's it. i'll give it a three out of five for me, it's a two. Sorry, this one, this one's a, this one's a dud. This one's a, this one's a super dud. I was hoping to be really when you hear things and sort of read things before it come out. I was expecting, I was expecting better. It's a two. It's a two dud. This one. Yeah, because the the only the only review I've seen about this give it a four star review, and I was like, mm, okay, but I, I was I wasn't expecting it to be a four star film. I was thinking that that's probably somebody who's I don't know, like a Stephen King fan, and like mm, anything yeah. that comes off his family is great or something. Like, but hey. Um, but yeah, so that is our, our aggregate score of two and a half for the Black Phone. And now we get on to the debut on the podcast of something from Shudder. Shudder's debut. Shudder's debut. Shudder's yeah. debut, yes. Shudder's debut. And, and this is a film that I've heard good things about called mm. Mad, Do Mag Mad. Mad God. Not Mad, Mad God. God. Yeah, Mad, Mad God. God. And Sean, you told me beforehand, you were like, I don't understand why this isn't at the cinemas. Why yes. isn't this at the cinemas? I why figured that. I figure yeah. that you would probably sort of like swap them and have this at the cinemas and Black Phone on Shutter. Yeah, this is this this should be because visually, visually it is absolutely stunningly amazing. So I would I would have totally been immersed in this. I mean, I have to say that it's it, it probably wouldn't um, appeal to a lot of people because it's very very gory. There's some really really nasty imagery in it, and um, but I'll tell you the basic story anyway. So. Basically, it starts off with this, this like diving. It's animated, um, a bit stop motion. And Is it? What have you? So, yeah. So, so, and it took oh. like thirty years. It's been doing it for thirty years. And so, you get a little diving bell comes out, and this guy comes out of the diving bell with like a, you know, like a big gas mask on, and like Hydra and Captain America, that sort yep, of thing. Yep, yep, and, yep. Um, and he just goes through this world. He's got a suitcase, and he gets out, and he goes through this world, and there's some really, really strange creatures there. There's some. Um, some you know he goes in there some rooms where there's some some creatures being tortured some and like slavery type people and all stuff this reminded me a bit of um 
stuff this imagery of of uh, Dante's Inferno, you know, where he goes into like the, the seven planes of hell. I don't know if it was enough to do that. It probably wasn't. Anyway, so he gets deeper and deeper, and he goes down, and he ends up with this room where all the suitcases are, and in it, it's, it's like a bomb. So, yep. but he gets captured, and there's some nasty things done to him, and it's visually, it's, it's, it's absolutely stunning. It's pretty, it's pretty bizarre, and it's pretty gory, and I would say, you know, a bit grotesque, a bit Frank Kafkaish, you know <laughs> what I mean? With like, like that. I remember, remember reading a book called Metamorphosis, and oh yeah, and uh, so yeah, so it's, but it's so anyway, so something happens, and then you you get a uh, flashback to it goes back up to the top, and there's another diving bell, and you've got all these these sort of creatures which are like basically look like Nazis and that, and you get one another one gets in the diving bell and goes down and goes on a different journey. And it's just, you know, there's some really, really weird floaty creatures. There's some nasty, nasty things with like the, uh, you know, you know, in Toy Story, with, with, if we go back to that, you know, there's like that little, oh, doll's, yeah, head, the that, oh. that little doll's head on the spider thing. On the oh, yeah. Head. You know that little thing? Do you know yeah. the one I mean? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. No, in, in the first Toy Story, the doll's head that has the, his head, all of his yeah, head ripped out like... and it's attached to the spider legs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's, you know, there's all... made them, didn't he? Yeah, Sid, Sid made them. Yeah. So, yeah, Sid made them, that's it. So, you know, but there's all these, and I don't know if you ever seen a film, there's a film called Nine, which is like little. Yes, Nine, yeah, nine, so, nine the number nine. Number nine, yeah. Not, nine, to be, not, number not, nine. To be, not to be confused with Nine, written N-I-N-E, which that's is about, it, yeah. which exactly, is a French yeah. musical. Which came out about the same time. But anyway, so there's a lot of that. So, you know, like the, the, the stop motion is, they're, they're very woolly. But yeah, no, there's some, I have to say, it was visually stunning, but I, I don't know what Sharon would make of it. I really don't know what Sharon would make of it um, because it is like there's no, there's no, there's no talking. You just, you know, you hear like background, like, oh, thing, but there's no, there's no talking. How, no how long is it? Um, it's about ninety minutes, I think. So, oh, it's, wow. uh, so, but it's just purely. I don't know. It reminds there's there was a there was a film called. Um, there's a film called Something Planet that it reminded me of, which I think it was a homage to, which is that animated thing, and a bit like the Ralph Bashke Lord of the Rings. Um, and so, yeah, but I so, would have absolutely adored to see this at the cinema because. Oh, so, because, so does does it does it have a story to it, or is it kind of like one of those almost more experiential films? It's, it's not. No, it's got yeah, it's got a basic story to it. It's from what I can gather, it's like this this that they're going down to actually try and destroy this place, but they're never successful, and it goes on and on because. Okay. You've got this like surgeon that goes in for this one that's captured, and they pull things out, and they 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 pull out a, a child, and then this floaty thing comes in and takes a child away. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty bizarre. You got you got people with their heads on sat on loos, which are like you know, it's 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 a yeah. I would say, it, um, you know, it's. It's pretty pretty bizarre, but I, 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 I really really but enjoyed loved it. it. This is this is definitely not for everybody. You but are think... describing one of my seven rings of hell. By... <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I think I mean I was thinking I can, I can imagine. I'm, I'm wondering if it was sort of little based on that because as they go lower, it does get you know there's some weird stuff going on, and I think in is it Dante's Inferno where like the popes are going through a popes all going through a tube you know what i mean all the popes because as you go down you get like the you know usury and all the different 
different experiences yeah. as it has. But it just so... sounds like a hellish experience. Uh, uh, no... An animated horror movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, you could call it a pretty horror movie because there's some nice, nasty <laughs> moments with um, yeah. people being ripped and all this. So, but yeah. as someone like me who likes, sorry, go on, what? And animated I'm as well. To anima you know I'm allergic. Yeah, I know, to... I know, I know. I understand that. And you are describing my the, my worst nightmare. An <laughs> animated I, horror movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, some sort of existential sort of crises in a film yeah, would be my yeah. experience of watching it. I think. Yeah, well, as I say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even. This is definitely, uh, you know, if you're into that weird, weird, like all, all universe. The... Although Sean, if um, if you want to answer your question of why this isn't at the cinemas, if you said that it, it sounds like it was an independent thing, and that this yeah. guy like independent thing that this guy made in over thirty years, yeah. that's why. That's why. Yeah. The way that's, it is. That, that's but, why it is. As I say, and it would be it would be a niche audience. I'm pretty sure. I think this 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 would be a cult thing. This would have been one of those cult films. So so that's probably why it never made it to the cinema because oh. I'm sure I'm sure it would have, and also maybe even have offended some people perhaps, but. <laughs> There yeah. might be one of those indie films somewhere out there that will think you've just described my perfect <laughs> film. I'm going to show you yeah, the next yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, um, yeah because, because honest, it's funny because I hadn't heard anything about Mad God, and uh, right. but uh, then I heard about um, I didn't anything about Mad God whatsoever. And earlier on today, there's a Facebook group that I'm for, part of called Film Buffs. And somebody had posted something about Mad God going, oh, this is great. Oh, my God, I really enjoyed this. And I, and I was like, never heard of it. And from the, the still that they posted, I actually thought it was an old film that they had just watched again, like from the 70s or something like that, from the still that they posted. And um, I, so it's funny that you, you said that you watched it and then you were like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. And this film must be following me around. But uh, so <laughs> how many how many stars would you give Mad God? Five. Five stars for Mad yeah. God. And oh, so that's all that's left to do is to ask, um, who do you think has won this week? <laughs> oh, well, I'm pretty sure it's been the streaming and streaming and friends. <laughs> yes, I think it, it would be streaming and friends. It'll be streaming and friends. We've had we've had a bit of an average week at cinema this week. Yeah, yeah. We had there are some good good cinema movies due out, aren't there? So I mean, I really like I really want to see Good Luck to You, Rio, um, Leo Grand. I want to see Good Luck to You, Rio Grande. I, it's, I, not on at the, it's not on at the island, is it, Sharon? It's, it's, not, it's, it's one of those films. There's like all these... There, there's becoming a sub-genre of cinema, which is small f British films that nobody can watch. Mm. <laughs> that are released... Small British that films the that one are... with Emma Thompson? With Emma Thompson. Discovering with Emma... her sexuality, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and I... I don't know what it says about me, but I love the idea of that in the film. I love the idea of that. I, I, like, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about this, like, oh, if I think about on-screen couples who I have rooted for the most in recent years, uh, because I'm watching a T Apple TV Plus show called um, Ted Lasso, and there is Hannah Waddingham, who is an older woman who has a relationship with a younger man, in, and I'm really rooted for that couple. There is Annette Benning and Jamie Bell in Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool. I yeah. love that relationship. I think that, that it was that was yeah, that, that was, was a class film. I think we reviewed yeah, that. That's good. Yeah, one. that was a that was an absolute class film. And then this one, and I'm like, what is it? What does it say about me that I really like films in which it's all the women discovering their sexualities, usually with younger men? And I don't want to think too hard about that. No, I wouldn't. I, wouldn't. <laughs> I really don't want to think too hard about that. But all this to say, I'm really looking forward to watching when I can find it anywhere. Good luck to you, Rio Grande. 
uh, Leo, no, not Rio Grande. That's John Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leo, Leo Grande. But before we go, before we go, I just want to say that I have always said that if anybody get gets back in touch with us and shows us any bit of attention whatsoever, we are going to read this stuff out. We are going to read out their stuff, um, their correspondence to us online. And through our YouTube videos, we are beginning to reach more people, which is good. If you're listening to this and you've listened to this far, thank you so much for listening. Do leave us a review, hopefully a five-star one on iTunes or wherever it is you get there. Go onto our YouTube channel and interact with Netflix or Cinema on YouTube. Find some film reviews that you like, film reviews that you agree with, film reviews that you definitely do not agree with. And just say something because we like to hear... Um, yeah, we like to hear that. So we had somebody from... Um, someone called Keith Hansen who just... Um, said on our Operation Mincemeat review, I enjoyed this film a lot. Thank you very much, Keith. <laughs> and, but uh, you know, uh, this this one was actually on Facebook. This was on, I think it was on Facebook, and it was randomly a um, a comment on uh, on the TV show that we reviewed, Pieces of Her. Yeah. Pieces of the pieces of her that we reviewed, and it was. Let me just find it. Pieces of her. So, are you looking forward to anything in particular, Sharon? Well, Elvis, I think, is coming out this weekend. Yeah, I, I definitely want to see Elvis. Mm, yeah. And then there's Thor. I think Thor and Love and Death looks quite fun. Yeah. Hey. yeah. So, we got a couple. Yeah. Mm. Okay, cool. So, this is, yeah, this is of somebody called Victoria. And her middle name, I'm going to pronounce it Puma, Shandu, because it's spelled P-H-U-M-E. And once yeah. I saw that name, I was like, that has got to be a Southern African name. Because <laughs> that's good because that, that is spelled like a Southern African name. I know friends, I've got friends in South Africa who have names like that, where they have a P and H beside it, but in this, in in south africa it is pronounced it does a pronounce with a p sound like poom and i know that whenever south africans pronounce it they like to put some welly behind it so we have umpo and it's umpo <laughs> umpo is like Pumunga, or something like that but uh, so so i'm gonna go victoria puma shandu and she replied to our review of pieces of her which i think was holly and i saying my honest opinion is two stars and that's just for tony so tony colette and the first two episodes the andy character which is the um the daughter character played by Bella Heathcote, is that just ruins the series. She's just awful. I tried following this, but it was so hard with her horrible acting. I will try and find a recap. <laughs> I'll try to just find a recap at this point and look for something else that Tony is in. <laughs> and um, she used, I mean, I think we used more diplomatic language than she did, but we agreed. <laughs> we, we, I know, it wasn't a high review for that one, was it? <laughs> it wasn't a high review for that one, especially, I mean, I think the worst performance in the film was... Adelaide pretending to be Washington DC. It's obviously Australia. Why are you trying to pretend like you're in America? You're in Australia and it looks like Australia. And it turns out that so I asked her where she was based and it turns out that she is based in South Africa. So yeah. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, yo. That's me for, for world knowledge there. So thank you very much, Victoria. And here is hearing um here is to hearing more of your things and more of your reviews on our reviews. Thank you very much. So I think that's it. And until next week when we might watch um uh, we might watch Elvis. And it seems like I have totally, totally got on my my things. I said that this week we would have Thor, Thor Love and Thunder. It's not for another couple of weeks. I don't know no. what I was thinking. But yeah. until next week when we have when we, we What was that, sorry? There might be some advanced screenings. I know there's an advanced seemingly coming up at the on the island, but I don't know if it's for Thor or for something else. 
All right. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. And so until next week when we watch those, it is a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for listening this far. Give us a review. Thank you.